Welcome to Sensibly Cynical. My name, of course, is Sean. And today, I have a rising star set to join me. Well, maybe not rising, because he's already a star. It's Z from Our Reviews Will Kill You. You know, we're going to talk about Ozark, you know, the crime drama thriller that, you know, has been around since 2017 and has a huge following. A lot of people are looking forward to season four, which is scheduled to be released with an expanded 14-episode final season. So we will see if Z can convince me to watch Ozark. And joining me now from Our Reviews Will Kill You, my boy Z. What's going on, man? After 30 minutes, we finally got this shit figured out. <laughs> hey, you gotta, you gotta keep the content flowing, right? Yeah, what you guys been up to on Orku? Well, we are looking to uh, expand our horizons. Currently, we, we've been doing the podcast for a bunch of years, but we fairly recently expanded to YouTube and started doing uh, a little bit of gaming content, uh, adding a little bit to the craziness where we'll do a couple of walkthroughs. A couple of just insane plays, like just just watch us play. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're probably gonna expand to Twitch and uh, also Facebook Live, and just kind of expand the reach of the show. Are you sure that uh, Noob Noob is ready for all that? I don't know if he's uh, <laughs> if he can expand his mind enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, Noob Noob is learning the uh, the plight of making new friends through the podcast and. Uh, He's had some interesting interactions. And our chat's been getting kind of crazy. We do a live chat now during the actual podcast. I like y'all's content. We keep it lively. Uh, I'd say if you're looking for a serious review show, you'll get insight every once in a while. But for the most part, we're there to make you laugh. We consider ourselves comedy. Yeah, Scott's the actual technical guy with all the sounds and shit. (laughs) Yeah, we're like a legit show. Like we We have a soundboard where we make... We use noises and audio clips, and, you know, it's kind of like reminiscent of the old Howard Stern show from many years ago. All right, so let's get into the uh, the Ozark um, show. So I see that it was July 21st, 2017. That's when the first episode aired. What kind of drew it to you, Z? Well, that's a, that's a good question. I would say we have to remind the folks out there how we got here, because if you listen to our podcast, uh, when you were a guest, we challenged you to, uh, you were supposed to convince us to watch Money Heist, which uh, we're still getting to. We promise we'll get there. Uh, yeah, right. Not just to debate that. Well, we'll do other stuff. We're going to have you on before then. Hey, whatever it took to get me on the show, I just appreciated the invite. Oh, I think we're <laughs> just going to bring you on to have more fun, because when we broke it down, I, th- I think we had a lot more fun, and uh, you're always a great guest. So let's go over the premise of Ozark. What's the exact premise of the show, Z? Essentially, it's about a family that uh, the, the, the 
father who's played by Jason Bateman is a hedge fund manager and or he's like a financial advisor and he ends up you find out that he's been laundering money for the cartel and in order to keep his family alive he has to bring that he has to bring his whole family into that relationship so that he can keep everybody alive because a deal went south and uh, things got real bad. So he goes from being this Chicago financial advisor to being uh, living in the Ozark. Yeah, it was a Mexican Mexican cartel, right? The first one that kind of went awry. Yeah. That, well, that's what happens. Is he is uh, he's been working for the Mexican cartel for a long time, but the relationship really comes to a head, and a bunch of outside factors kind of force everything out into the open and. Uh, it would be if you're a fan of Breaking Bad. A lot of people would say that it's analogous, but it's not Breaking Bad. I promise you that it's a much different show with a much different dynamic. So they moved to um, was it Lake of the Ozarks in Missouri, Osage Beach or some shit? Yeah, I don't. I've never been there. I only know what I've read about it, which is it's like the, one of the largest landmade lakes in the U.S. and even the world. It was built in like 1921, and they were just mm-hmm. like, we're going to make a lake. And yeah. uh, it's this weird serpentine lake, and apparently the square footage of the <laughs> the, um, the edge of the, of the lake is bigger than the entire coast of California. So it's, it's fascinating, the, the area. It's, it's, it's beautifully shot, too. Yeah, so yeah. who's the wife? Is she, what, she's played by, what is, what's her name, Laura something? Laura Linney? Laura Linney. Yeah, so what does she do? Like, what's her role in this whole thing? Uh, so, essentially, uh, without giving away too much... Oh, yeah, no spoilers here. What, <laughs> yeah, what makes it a lot different from... Let's just say, in an easy answer, that everybody gets involved in the family business, as opposed to Breaking Bad, where he's, like, hiding it from his family, and he's kind of, like, you know, doing this, like, living a double life. There's no double life here. Everybody in the family is all in, and, and they pretty much start that from the first episode. In fact, the first episode didn't even get me. I wasn't even, after like the first 10 minutes, I wasn't sure I wanted to watch the show. It showed Jason Bateman in a really, it was like a really bad light, and I just, I was like, what in the world is going on here? I don't feel comfortable with what I'm watching. Shit happens, and you're going to be like, Oh my God! Did that just happen? Like, well, I, uh, dude, there was points where I thought they were gonna murder babies. <laughs> I thought they were gonna like, I like, I, there was parts where I was like, hold my breath because it's just so tensely done. And Jason Bateman's one of the directors, and uh, it's changed my opinion on that dude. That dude was like, uh, was he in Arrested Development? Like, the, he's <laughs> like the dry, sarcastic humor guy. <laughs> and then he did this show. It's on. It's it's got renewed for its fourth and fifth season. And it's won a ton of awards. I mean, mm-hmm. I know this past year, Jason Bateman and uh, uh, Julie Garner won mm-hmm. awards for, you know, Best Supporting Actor, what have you, Best Prime Primetime Drama. I mean, it's Netflix. The creator, he was a writer for one of my favorite movies, The Accountant, you know, that Ben Affleck film? Yeah, I saw it. It has uh, John Barenthal on it, too. Yeah, that guy created uh, Ozark, one of the writers. I think it's interesting that that guy, like, I heard there was going to be a sequel for that, because that was, that movie was, it did well, it was underrated. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, could you get away with something like that nowadays, where, uh, 
Ben, you know, would he get canceled, Ben Affleck, for playing an, an autistic character? Because well, he's not autistic. It wasn't that long ago, Z. But you're right. I guess it was before this whole co- cancel culture bullshit. Let's not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I find awesome about this, how often you're uh, obviously you're the re- you're the expert here on uh, <laughs> on TV and movies and shit. The ratings get better as the series goes on. Season one got 70% of Rotten Tomatoes. Number two was 76 and three was 90%. How often does that happen? Not very frequently. There's, you know, it's weird too because Netflix is one of those channels that doesn't care about having lots of seasons or something. They, they've been quoted numerous times that they only need to get two or three seasons out of a show. So, because uh, then they just have it forever. And then, if you want to watch it, they'll they'll tell you. Look at our prestige television. They don't want to. They don't want the shows to blow up to be real expensive. But it definitely was a slow burn. It, it hit under the radar. I know we reviewed season one, and we're trying to get people excited about it. And then mm-hmm. I think once the house once House of Cards fell as like the number one like show for Netflix, it <laughs> kind of took over that slot, and people woke up to how great of a show this is. It's also got really strong female characters that you don't see very often. But the scariest characters on the show, besides like the head of the drug cartel, are all women. <laughs> yeah, I like, saw that. They're unpredictable. They're scary. You don't know what they're going to do. If they're going to have you killed at any second, you're just like, I don't know what's going on here, man. Yeah, I saw one scene. You know, by the way, before we continue, I've never seen a minute of this show, and I have a Netflix subscription. But no, um, <laughs> no, but uh, what I'm trying to say is like I saw one scene on uh, on YouTube like this afternoon <laughs> uh, where this lady, this lady, Eugenia, I don't know. She got ran over by like a garbage truck. She was talking shit and she oh, she went yeah. into the she went into the street and then she got fucking ran over. Minor character, but yeah, you just don't know what's gonna happen in the show. Like, that shit's hilarious. They'll kill off anybody. Yeah, she was in like three episodes. But my favorite scene from what I saw on YouTube, I went on like and saw like best scenes and shit. I like the scene where they're in the car and they're fucking. He's like Jason Bateman's like calling this bitch out for like sleeping with another guy. I'm like that's fucking hardcore. Yeah. And then like she she fucking leaves because he's <laughs> because he was like oh you. You're this, you're this, and then like the best. What helps me sleep at night is that seeing whatever you know on the concrete. I'm like, damn. <laughs> it's it's a brutal. It's like it, it, the personal relationships are like crazy honest, and it seems very realistic. Like everything is messy and gray. You know, mm-hmm. like it, it, it's hard. It's hard to root for people. Like they're not exactly anti-heroes because they're they're mm-hmm. they're not Walter White. They didn't choose the life on some level, but like you know, he's just trying to keep his family from getting murdered by the cartel. Right. The cartel literally murders everyone around them. What's your favorite scene? I know there's three seasons to pick from, but what's your favorite? I would say there's two. I, I would say one was whether or not they were going to murder a baby. That that was pretty intense. I was mm-hmm. like, this is this is almost too much for me. I, I can't like handle, you know, certain mm-hmm. things get me. And the other was uh, there's a suicide scene where um, one of the main characters, for the better of the family, decides that if, if they're if they're gone, they'll it, it would be better off. Like they made a bunch of arrangements, and you're just like, 
wow, this is dark. This is real dark. <laughs> you know? And yeah. I, like, I, I don't like that, but I also mm-hmm. like it because I've watched shows like, a, like where it's been difficult for me to move on from a show emotionally. Like, I watched uh, Ever See Better Call Saul. No, like I said, I'm not a good TV person. That's why I have you on the show. Let's just say that there's uh, it's Better Call Saul at the end of one of the seasons has uh, an emotional suicide scene, and, and those are always very difficult for me. So yeah, I, I imagine a lot of people, they put up like those suicide prevention hotline numbers, and I'm like, damn, <laughs> I got a call. No, it's not that bad, but no, man. It's, uh, it's crazy. So I like crazy shows that are intense like that, that are super intense. I've just been like super so. busy, man, and like I said, I'm a sports guy, so I, I'm really busy. Like I went from not busy to really busy, really quick. So I've just been watching the NBA playoffs and working. I'm a big sports uh, guy. So you're, I, I would say I was a big sports guy. I, I'm, I'm still vaguely paying attention. <laughs> I, won't say, I won't say whether it's because of the social justice movement yeah. or if it's because my team got eliminated from the playoffs. That's for you to guess. Did you trust the process, Z? <laughs> Yeah, we're talking about the Sixers, but like, Brett, what do you think of Brett Brown getting the axe? He, they should have axed him two seasons ago. They waited <laughs> too long. When you tell your star player that you expect him to take one, one three a, 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 a game, and he, he, he shoots zero threes per game, I think you've lost the team. Like, well, not even one three, dude. <laughs> not even one three. How can well, you do that? How can you be a professional NBA player? Let's try to get back on track. So, <laughs> like, how did the storyline change in two? What was that about, season two? Like, Well, I guess it goes from them just trying to stay afloat to them expanding their empire, and they're not, that's like a decision they want. Like, it's, it's like, do they get full on in bed with the cartel, or do they bail? <laughs> and they start doing crazy things like riverboat gambling and just crazy shit. They're like, what is going on here? I never seen a show with riverboat gambling. I'll tell you that. <laughs> and then didn't season three rise a lot of people on how good it was? Yeah, well, they added an actor. Yeah. Um, I don't remember his name, but he was this one of the stars of uh, Iron Fist, the Netflix Marvel show. He was one of the three main actors in that, and they brought him on, and he played a uh, a bipolar character, and he was very compelling. He was really, really charming. And then the bipolar would set in, and you'd be like, oh, my God, this guy's really crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he did, this guy knocked it out of the park. Like, if he doesn't win an award for his portrayal <laughs> of his character, yeah. I'd be shocked. He was amazing. I, I wish I could tell you who he was, because I, 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 I'm not that great with everybody's name. Pitch me the show, Z. I pitched you on Money Heist. Pitch me on Ozark. Well, I guess you don't have a, uh, a coffee, what do they call that, a water cooler at wherever you work. Because if you did, this would be like that water cooler show. Even though they, they drop everything in one like one full shot, like you get the full season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you'd be at the water cooler talking about it every time you got an episode. You know, a lot of people like to watch like one a night until they finish it. Mm-hmm. And you'd be there talking with your your people, being like, "Yo, did you just see what happened on the la- on the episode? Did you catch <laughs> up? What, what, what episode are you on?" So if you want to have that kind of prestige at work, where you're in on what the hottest show on television is, it's, and think about this: it was it, it's like 
like one of those like underrated gems, kind of like Money Heist, where people didn't know. Like this Jason Bateman guy, he's the funny guy. He was yeah. in Horrible Bosses, right? He's not like he's not a bad guy. Well, watch the show and tell me. You know, he's got a, he reinvented his career, especially as a director. His directing in this show is unbelievable. I, I, I'm a big fan of directors, and I think uh, if we talk five years from now, this guy could, if he decides to go to movies, he could be, uh, he could win an Oscar. He, he's that good of a director. I looked Ozark up t- today on purpose. I really didn't want to know shit to the day of to make it for good podcasting, and I think it's going good. He's in The Outsider on HBO, by the way. That was the other show. In that show, which he also directed, also, mm-hmm. a, a stunning performance, just so you know. Yeah, I see Jason Bateman was actually nominated for a Golden Globe in this role as Marty, you know? That's, that's, that's what I'm saying, is if you want to see an up-and-coming actor in his prime, just knocking it out of the park, like hitting home runs, this is the show you got to watch, because mm-hmm. people will look back and go, do you remember the dude from Hancock? He was in Hancock. Do you remember that? Did you see that one? Uh, vaguely. Is that, the, is that the one with Will Smith? Yeah, with Will Smith as a, as a superhero, he's like he's like Superman. Yeah, I think I saw it like on TNT or TBS or some shit. Well, that that was that's the thing. You're gonna be like that guy. You tell me that guy. <laughs> is, you know, you're gonna look back on this dude's career and be like, yo, this guy was something special. <laughs> so that's what that's what I'm telling you. So you want to catch something special and you want to be the cool kid around the water cooler. You watch the show. You'll make new friends. How long are the episodes? I see here, like, Wikipedia is, like, fucked up on this. Like, 52 minute to 80 minutes. It's like, that's a fucking wide range. <laughs> it is kind of, like, I think some of the season finales were longer. So, and the pilot might have been longer. They're, they're like, uh, Game of Thrones just length. Yeah. Like, 50, 52 minutes is, like, the, the right ballpark. Long enough to be, it, the good part about it, it's only 10 episodes per season. So there, and there's no vamping. I hate when shows have, yeah. like, episodes that don't have anything to do with anything. In fact, that's one of the key parts of the show. When you mm-hmm. watch the beginning, there's an O for the Ozark, and there's it's devo- divided yeah. into four quarters. Each symbol in the O foreshadows the plot. Mm-hmm. So if you pay attention and you look at the four symbols, you'll realize, like, oh, that's what's going to happen in this episode. Mm-hmm. And it's cool to look for it in between, in like, for the beginning of each episode. Yeah, so I read today, actually, the final season is season four, and they're going to split it up into, like, two parts. Shit's crazy. Yeah, they're going to be, like, 14 episodes. Yeah, yeah. But it's good, though. I would prefer a show that ends where, like, it's well-written and has an end than Game of Thrones, where they botched the last three seasons. Do you know what I, I mean? I, like, I, I think I've seen, like, an episode of that. I heard, like, a lot of people were looking forward to it on, like, Twitter, and then, like, they were bashing it, the ending. Oh, it's probably one of the biggest disappointments in television history. Next to the Sopranos ending, <laughs> I would say that the ending of Game of Thrones is probably the worst ending of TV all time. Like, mm. number one. Yeah, people hate it. So does Ozark have, like, a cult following? And, like, what drew people to it? Is it just the, the drama and all the, like, interpersonal stuff? from uh, his, his Arrested Development because I think Netflix picked up Arrested Development once it got cancelled and mm-hmm. he's always kind of been one of those actors that people really kind of uh, 
you know, you either like the guy or you don't. Kind of like in, in Horrible Bosses, like some of the characters there, like Charlie what or Charlie Day and some of the other actors, like people aren't sure how they feel about them. And, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, they have like kind of a cult following, just like uh, It's Always Sunny, right? Mm. Same thing. So it started with a cult following and the people, like word of mouth spread. People were like, this is the best show on television that you are not watching. Yeah, so are you excited for season four, the finale? Yeah, we're the cliffhanger. It's one of the most stunning cliffhangers I've ever seen on television, and I'm very excited to see how this all shakes out, and I feel like they have a good plan for it, and it's, it's very well written. It's like Breaking Bad, ended in five <laughs> seasons, right? I like a show that has a beginning, middle, and end. I, I always go back to X-Files, where I was a big, big fan of X-Files, and then they didn't know what they were doing with that show. They didn't know how mm-hmm. to finish it, and it just petered off into a disaster. Mm-hmm. I like shows that are like contained, and I, I, I know where they're going to resolve. Like I, I don't want to watch a show slowly die, like House or The Office mm-hmm. or all those other shows that they just drag them on for years and years and years just to get the money. You know, I want to see them do an, a really exciting well-written thing, like Lost is another good example, of a gar- like a show that people were excited about and then ended because they didn't have an ending. They just made it up on the fly. So, What was Laura Linney's background? Do you know? Ooh, that's a good question. She I've was Wendy? I've a bunch of stuff. I'm <laughs> trying to think what you would know her from. She's been in a ton of movies. She is, uh, and she's been nominated, I guess, for a, a bunch of awards. I'll tell you what she's been in. She's been in film and television, uh, Searching for Bobby Fischer, The Truman Show. Oh, The Truman Show, okay. Life of David Gale, Mystic River. Uh, trying to see, I'm tr- trying to look for stuff that we would know that's like pretty popular. I mean, you've seen her and stuff, but like he's reading Ninja Turtles out of the shadows, but you, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. she's a long-standing actress. She was in Primal Fear. She was in Congo. Speaking of which, <laughs> tie it all together for us. Catch Congo. We did a watch-along at Our Reviews Will Kill You that you could watch Congo and watch along with us, and we invented a drink for it. It's called the Damn Dirty Ape. It's a dirty vodka martini with jalapeno olives, and we're going to have a professional bartender review mm-hmm. it next week on our uh, on our show. So be sure to catch that out. It all comes together, Laura Linney, Congo, yeah. drinking, Australian bartender. All right, Z. Speaking of, no, no, I'm stoked, man. Like I said, I'm I'm subscribed on YouTube. You, y'all are my dudes. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. You, you got, you guys are like my people. Like, I love, I love people like from New England area and shit like that. Like, they're my people. <laughs> We're tense, right? <laughs> We're crazy. Like, yeah. So, um. Speaking of jalapeno, dude, I went to the convenience store, and Ru- did you know Ruffles makes lime and jalapeno chips? Dude, they're, they're fucking amazing. They're, they're the greatest chips I've ever had in my life. Like, I almost had an orgasm. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, <laughs> so lime and jalapeno chips from Hertz. From Ruffles. Yeah. Oh, from Ruffles. Don't get Hertz. Get Ruffles. This shit was amazing, bro. But, like, try those chips for real. Those are good. Maybe we'll have, uh, I'll have Scott do a review show on tasting those chips and see how close to, uh, orgasm he comes. Was that a pun? 
<laughs> you got... No, I swear to God. The whole thing is like sweet and hot mixed, you know, but like, they're also the ones that do like the hot wing chips, like Ruffles is my shit, dude. One thing I, I tried one time was, uh, I was in New Orleans and I went to, on uh, Bourbon Street, there's a place called Spirit, mm-hmm. and they have a drink that they put jalapeno in, and I never in a million years would have been like, yeah, I'll drink a jalapeno a drink, I just, it, that doesn't sound appetizing to me, yeah. it changed my mind. So jalapeno is where it's at. You <laughs> oh, I love jalapenos, man. I eat them raw, bro. Not the not the shit you get from like a restaurant. You know how sometimes you go to like a restaurant or like a place off the water somewhere, you know, that has like it's kind of like a Hooters or Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, they just stick a jalapeno in there. They give you the fake jalapenos. I'm talking about the raw, like the dark green. Yeah, I grow those bad boys. With this, I know, I'm all in. With the seeds? <laughs> like, it's got to be with the seeds. Hey, I may have rubbed, I have rubbed my hands in my eyes several times with jalapenos, much to my chagrin. Touching things you shouldn't touch when you have jalapenos on your hands, not a good plan. Yeah. Leave it to the professionals. Let's wrap up uh, Ozark. Like, what drew you, like, individually to the show? And, like, let's put, let's put you an official, let's pretend like you're an official reviewer for Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, what would you give Ozark? I would give it a 95. I think it's got stunning cinematography in a little used region of the country. It uh, brings a lot of uh, different, well, familiar emotional uh, family dynamics. It still brings a lot of intensity and, you know, not knowing where things are going it's a great show that you could put up there with the top five crime dramas of all time. Once it's said and done, it's going to be there. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. The reason why I reviewed it was because we review everything as much as we can. And once I got past the first uh, 15 minutes, I was like, I- I'm-, I'm all in on this show. It's one of the few few shows that I'll ca- I've caught all the way through, unlike like Lovecraft Country, which just came out on HBO, which I'm struggling to get through. I saw on YouTube that you do these... Video game tutorials? What's that about? Like, and you try this, you try this crazy, like, voice? What the fuck's that about? I saw one review that you were doing on uh, GTA. So how did that originate, these tutorials you were doing, you're doing? So I guess long story short, I am a big video game enthusiast. And while Noob Noob may think that I am awful at games, I'm actually pretty good at some of them. And um, on GTA Online, which is a, a pretty big uh you know, game. I think there's like 10 million players or what have you. Uh, I, I have some, some, there's a, there's a really difficult thing to do. It's the casino heist. And I have a group of, uh, I guess, clan members who always ask me to take them with them because I know how to do it really well. So I just said to them, would you be interested in watching me do uh, a tutorial walkthrough? And they all wanted it. So uh, I did a step-by-step tutorial on a bunch of different things. And then I started to have a little bit more fun with it. And I do, I like to pretend I'm a voice actor sometimes. So I did a little bit of Robin Leach with Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. I did a little bit of a Southern accent, Red Dead Redemption 2. And uh, on the show, if you ever catch, I'll do, I have some specific impressions that I do on the show mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm famous for. My, my Pervy the Pooh is one of my all-time greats. And I do a pretty good Herbert from Family <laughs> Guy as well. Oh, yeah? So every once in a while, I'll whip out an impression 
And, uh, you know, so if you, if you listen to the show and you're a long-time listener, you'll, you'll know I do a lot of the impressions on the show. Not all of them good, and usually new Noob and Scott tell me immediately that it's awful. But there are some that have standed, that have stood the test of time, which would be, like I said, Pervy the Pooh and My Herbert and some mm-hmm. of the others. Yeah. What other video games are you into? Uh, well, we, we, I play a lot of Red Dead Redemption online, so uh, I did some videos for that. And I also, we, the Noob Noob and I were doing a long-running series of uh, the Ghost of Tsushima video where... Um, I don't know how to describe that. At, uh, Noob Noob and I, he's watching me play and insulting me for about 70% of the time. And then the other 30% of the time, he's admitting to things he's done in life or shouldn't admit to things or mm-hmm. just telling crazy stories about <laughs> STD commercials and yeah. all sorts of random craziness. So if, if you want to listen to some craziness, I think we have t- like 17 episodes of Ghost of Tsushima. So, yeah, we've been getting into the gaming sphere. We're probably going to have a Madden challenge yeah. where we're going to challenge some of our listeners. Let's talk about that. You said you were expanding earlier. Like, so what kind of, was it that's like a group decision? You were like, all right, let's just, let's just check out these um, these ratings on video games. <laughs> well, I've always been a pretty big video game fan uh, for my whole life. And uh, mm. back in the day, I used to win some video game tournaments and things like that. So uh, essentially, when Scott found out that he didn't have to do any work and that I would edit all the videos and do all the voiceover work uh. for him and all he had to do was slap it together, he's like, yeah, I don't care. And then um, <laughs> and then we started doing live streaming and stuff. So it's really been, as we expand the tools of the show, it's just it's just kind of like a natural progression where we started off kind of doing more serious movie reviews and then just turning it into comedy, and then like our, our some of the videos of the video game stuff is just it's just crazy like fun nonsense. Yeah, it kind of brings levity to people's lives to get away from everything going on. I kind of enjoyed the videos I've seen. I saw that one that you were doing, uh, that GTA one, where they had the crazy voice. I was like, that's <laughs> yeah. I was like that's some shit. And then like someone I don't know if it was Scott, but they were saying like you had a, that was like a stupid ass voice to cut it out. <laughs> basically <laughs> probably either Noob Noob or Scott yeah it's, you should be like Cartman it's like I'll do what I want <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah I, I just uh, I, I think a lot of what we like about our show is we, we keep the politics out of it we, we don't really mm-hmm. want to talk about it we do make fun of things though every once in a while we have had uh, Trumpzilla join the the uh, as a Scott has a voice box thing that he does where he'll he'll be characters everyone right who has like the devil and trumpzilla who's actually it's godzilla as king of the monsters not necessarily a trump impersonation and mm-hmm. then uh who else well, we had uh the meg he comes on as the meg every once in a while from that movie yeah so yeah we do we try to have fun and just keep it like you said, make people laugh. It's, it's like in today's day and age, it's, it's hard enough out there. Let's let's talk about whether or not you like some shows, what's good to catch, and uh, let's let's make you laugh a little bit. That's kind of what we do. Yeah, I was telling you kind of off air that we've done some video game podcasts here on Sensibly Cynical. We talked about Zelda, and then we talked about, of course, GTA, like the original GTA, not the newer stuff. So, what's your favorite kind of like nostalgia? I hate GTA. 
Yeah, what's your favorite nostalgia game? Like, and did you, were you a big PS2 guy, Nintendo? Like, give me a nostalgia game. How about Sonic the Hedgehog? Uh, or Sonic 2, actually, is probably the best one. Uh, I mean, they're all, they're all very good, but Sonic 2 is kind of the height of, uh, I guess, the Genesis, right? Mm-hmm. That was the system. So that, that's kind of where I go back to is, is you know, I didn't, oh, I didn't own a Nintendo. I played all the games like Super Mario and all those going backwards, but uh, I really started, I had a Genesis. So that's really where that all started for me. Yeah, I'm a big, like, I was a big Super Nintendo guy, the classic Mario Kart, and then, you know, <laughs> you know that was my shit. We're probably around the same age, so we probably both remember. You remember the dial tone? AOL. <laughs> yeah, I remember um, when colleges have had computer labs mm-hmm. that people would have to use to do stuff. I don't even know if they still have them at this point, because everybody's got their phones and things. I guess for word processing, maybe. I'm not sure. <laughs> Yeah, the old PC games were like the best, man. Because the original, the original land games where you could, you you can do it more better now with graphics, and you can meet up with friends on Xbox Live or whatever the fuck it is. But back in the day, you could actually do that too. But you had to like log in with your desktop. Do you remember the game Team Fortress Classic Two? Team Fortress, yeah, wasn't that based off of uh, the Steam platform? It was based off of, like, right. yeah, like, Counter-Strike. Like, yeah, 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 I remember that. Uh-huh. You had a scout. You had different... You only had, like, four or five people to choose from. And there was red and blue, yeah. and you had to capture the flag. I was more of a Day of Defeat guy, the World War II one. Yeah. Are you familiar with what I'm talking about, though? Oh, yeah, I played it. <laughs> I know exactly what it is, yeah. You had a fucking scout and heavy weapons guy. <laughs> was like, oh, yeah. And, like... People like wearing clan, you know, clan names and shit. Man, those are the good times, man. Uh, I was a, I was a big time Counter Strike player until people started using aimbots all the time. <laughs> um, how are you? How are you guys doing with the virus and everything? Everyone's good up there. Family's good. Yeah, everybody's good. Seems pretty contained up here. We haven't heard too much about it. Although I did just hear today that The Rock got it. And so, yeah. and his whole family, and so did Robert Pattinson. So that might—I don't know what that's going to do for the Batman movie. I don't know if you saw the new trailer or the teaser. Uh, no, I didn't. Sorry, like I said, I've been super busy, so I haven't had the chance. Kind of like superhero. Are they going to do a second Aquaman? Like, when's that coming out? They're supposed to. Yeah, that was my shit. I don't know because Amber Heard is. Uh, she's kind of up in the air. They're saying she might be an inch. She might not be an inch. She got in some trouble. If weren't paying attention to that. No. What happened? She, uh, well, essentially, uh, Johnny Depp sued her for libel. Well, Mm -hmm. sued, essentially, he didn't sue her directly, but she's involved in the lawsuit, and basically, it's everything that's come out is she's like a horrible person and is a liar, and she chopped his finger off, and she stole, uh, like, a sexual abuse story from a personal assistant. Like, she's just not a good human being. Ah shit, so, man! Apparently, they might they might dump her for the next movie. We're not we're not sure. There's a lot of there's been petitions going around to have her not be in it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really care one way or the other. I don't think people should necessarily be canceled, but whatever. 
Mm-hmm. But there, they, but James Wan did make an announcement at the DC Fandom, which was like two weeks ago. Right. That he's getting ready for the new film, and it's going to be a little darker, though. He said it's not going to be as maybe as fun. So who knows? Not sure. All right, man. Go ahead and uh, plug away. Instagram at fork underscore you. Uh, other stuff, I don't know. Like, just search for our reviews will kill you. <laughs> Scott's got a bunch of websites that are all interlinked. If you want to find us, it's our reviews will kill you. We like to call ourselves OrcU, but if you search for OrcU, you'll probably find a Bangladeshi uh, furniture company instead of us. We're working on it. We're trying to beat them out for top OrcU, but... Um, other than that, just check us out on YouTube. Subscribe to the podcast if you like. Uh, you know, we hope to earn your subscription. Mm-hmm. We hope we provide some some value. Uh, we don't. We're not under a paywall or anything like that. So you know, check us out. We have awesome guests on all mm-hmm. the time, especially Sir Sensibly Cynical here. I think we're up to like 156 shows. So we've been doing this. Yeah, you while, got- and We've got archives. You guys have been pumping them out, man. We try. We try. <laughs> I appreciate your time, man. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate you having us on. I appreciate you having Noob Noob on, even yeah. though it made him salty, which is, <laughs> is good fodder for us. And uh, you're always welcome as, as a guest. And if you ever have a topic that you're like, oh, my God, i got to share it with the boys from Mark U, <laughs> just give us a shout because we're going to have you on, you know, hopefully in the near future. Uh, you tell the guys that said what's up, all right? Thank you, sir. Always, always a a great time. Thank you so much. Y'all stay safe up there, right? You too, you too. Okay, now that was awesome. I think Z did it. I think I am going to check out Ozark, and hopefully by the time season four comes around, I'll be as amped as he is about it. You can check us out on Twitter at CynicalSensibly, Instagram SensiblyCynicalPod, and you can check out our Facebook group. Also, if you could please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, it would be highly, highly appreciated. Once again, thank you for listening to this episode of Sensibly Cynical. Take care.